Welcome to the Defender Diaries, where I invite motoring minds to chat cars, restoration and motorsport. I'm Dominique Chalier, an Australian historic car racer, restoration professional and fanatic for everything machines, media and the mind. So jump in and let's go behind the chicanes. G'day everyone, I'm here in Castle, Maine, which is just a shot out of Melbourne. It's a beautiful country space and I've wrangled time with the amazing Aaron Barnes. Aaron, where are you, buddy? <laughs> oh shit, I was lost. <laughs> See, I just I take a sick pleasure in watching people get into and this. And just car. slipped it. Yeah, I know. I almost split my pants. <laughs> um, hello. Oh, hey, go on. I'm doing well. How are you going? Very good. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just going to adjust the microphone. And we're joined here by beautiful Jaco, who is a Jaco. Kelpie cross. Come here. Come up. Hello, Jaco. Five, five, five. Come on, five. Good boy. <laughs> yep. Aaron, you're also known as Barnsley's Builds on YouTube. You've got quite an amazing following. Um, and that's how I came across you because I just, I love the variety of cars that you um, are interested in and your restoration approach is very real. Yeah, thanks. It's, um, yeah, it's what, 4,800, I think I just ticked over subscribers, which is, you know, pretty modest for a channel, but it was never about, you know, growing a community. It was just about um, putting some content on YouTube that can help others restoring old Holdens because there was no content out there at all. So, yeah. yeah, that was the aim. And, you know, teaching people how to, um, you know, repair rust panels on these cars because I think that's the most expensive part of any restoration is, doing the fabrication and, and something a ute that's worth when it's restored 14,000 or 20,000 you're not going to spend $70,000 on you know getting someone to do the fabrication yeah some people little, do now yeah. with the Holdens and the value and mm. just people wanting them and true it's definitely done a bit of this in the last 12 months isn't it the Australiana um, it, yeah well you know about time too because I think Holden's been some of those classics have been undervalued for a long time so mm, they're finally finally being realized and the Utes aren't as popular as the Bonaros or anything, but yeah, they're starting to become popular now. So, Speaking of Utes, you've got a couple of true blue beauties. You've got a 1982 Holden uh, WB Ute. Yep. She's done. Resto's done. You can watch that on YouTube. There's it, a little bit more to do. Yeah, there's, that's all there. so all the bodywork's done. I've done the chassis. I've uh, done the suspension. Now I'm up to the hard part, which is the engine, and you know, getting that in and restoring that, and then it's paint. And then I can put it together. So I'd love to get it finished by the end of this year. Um, and the the whole crescendo of the YouTube um, series is to take it to a drive and and go to the Hanging Rock Car Show. Ah, uh, nice! And like the Christmas car yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. In I think it's in February. Yeah. Um, and oh, I okay, then it's not the Christmas. Well, it's a summer summer Christmas oh. vacation thing. It's just a great car show, and Rock it's always dresses Santa and fair. Yeah. <laughs> Two months, hey guys. two months late. <laughs> COVID, blame it on yeah. COVID. Well, COVID cancelled the last one, so I think it'd be really good to to go to that one. But we'll see. You know, it's um get a bit of a convoy going. I don't know whoever's got their utes, you know, finished at the time. They can come along. We'll all meet up and you know have a look at each other's utes. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's not a euphemism either. That's gold. Yeah. Um, a couple of other um, cars that I wanted to touch on that that you're you know you've got on your Instagram, for instance, is your Porsche 911, yep. which looks really really fun. Yes, it is. It's um a 90, 1998 um, 996 911, and it's a 3.4 liter um, yeah uh, flat six and manual six speed. 
And it's a beauty. Yeah, I love it. Such a good car to drive and just handles like it's on rails. The dark side. That's what we yeah, call it, the Porsche. Sort of, why, really? Oh, oh we call the Porsche thing the dark side, going to the dark side. Why is that? And it, that's this um, in racing an Alpha versus Porsche thing. Oh, and so right. we say, oh, you know, they're going to go over to the dark side, crossover. The Italians versus the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> they're so well built, though. It's just, they are. They really are just built like tanks. Yeah, know? they are. Yeah. Like this, this baby tank. Yeah, this is literally a tank. Yeah. Speaking of, and behind us, we've got your Land Rover. Oh, sorry. Yeah, your Land Rover. I'm just having a moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Series 2 project car behind us. Yep, yeah, so that's 1958 uh, Land Rover Series 2. And I got that absolute for, no for nothing, basically, about just before COVID, because the story goes that it was my grandfather's back in the day. And my neighbor 20 years ago was uh, friends with my dad. He was driving it around and he sold it to him. And then he was going to, 20 years later, he was going to scrap it. And he contacted me in Facebook and said, listen, apparently this is your grandfather's. Would you like it? Because I'm literally going to scrap it. And I said, okay. So I grabbed a trailer and, and uh, yeah, and he pushed it on with a bulldozer or a bobcat. Oh and then I've literally rolled up here with a trailer, skull dragged <laughs> off that tree and it, that's where it stayed. So it's... um Pushed up against a tree. Yep. Pretty Bloody much that's stopping gift. it from rolling down the hill. It's, you know, I just didn't have the heart in the heart to, uh, to throw it away. So... No, it's got an engine and everything in there. It's the brakes and the clutch are gone, but we've basically done some work to it yesterday and it starts up. So I'm going to start it for you later on. And oh, sweet. You can hear it purr. It's amazing oh. after 20 years how That'll clean it sounds. Yeah. Uh, I think Bo, the Defender, is jealous of its patina because money can't buy that. No. <laughs> no, that's it. No, it's. Uh, I'll definitely leave that too. I think, you know, yeah. it's so good. Bags of character, as I say. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, I've got a few questions for you while I've, I've got you. I know you're really, really busy. As we've mentioned, you've got all these amazing restos on and, and real life as well, yep. outside of being a YouTube star. Um, I wanted to know what your process in selecting your projects is. Um, so, for instance, do you start with a car in mind that you want and then you go hunt for it? Or is it more opportunity-based, like what crosses your path, like the beautiful mm. gift behind us? I think that's, yeah, it's a 50-50, like that was opportunity. And it's going to be great to actually turn into a working vehicle around this property because they are great little workers. They're great full drives and they just got enough room in the back to put a chainsaw in and some tools. And, you know, chainsaw, yeah. Yeah, just go and chop, just chop stuff up. <laughs> um, so, you know, you just go and, you know, we're going to fix a fence or go and cut some wood. Perfect vehicle to do that. And you don't have to go and buy one of those Can-Ams that are worth 20 grand. Like, you just do that. So, oh, and eventually, you know, it's got so much character that it'd be great to, to keep until one day you want to do a rolling resto, resto on it and, you know, get it to, get it on the road. I love it. And it doesn't matter if you, like, bash into a, a tree with it. It's like, That's oh, right. yeah, just add it's, another one in. Yeah, this, they're pretty, yeah, pretty tough. Um, but the other one, that HZ that I've got, yes. that was a very specific build in mind. So I want to do a HZ Sandman replica. Mm. Um, you can't find them. I've looked everywhere. I found one in a barn up in Shepparton, yeah. just with like classic barn find, but the guy wouldn't part with it. And those who do have them know what they're worth now. And they're just, you know, they're asking silly money. So I love the look of them. And so I want to do a, 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 you know, a tribute, as they say, and do a Sandman, HZ Sandman tribute, because that was the best model. And put an LS1 in it or some description, fuel-injected engine, and make it sort of more modern sort of retro um, build. Because I haven't done that. I'm doing the WB's more sort of just that's the way it was. Mm. Better that I'd like to do a retro build for the next one. Going to put a uh, surfboard in there and hit the waves and go oh, yeah, mate. full pelt? Yeah. 
Richard Didge. I love it. Okay. Um, and yeah, the HZ is he's got the round lights, and then WB's got the square lights. And WB was always so I used to go to BNS balls back when we were all you know 21, 22, and what's BNS? Bachelor and Spinster Ball, <laughs> Bachelor and Spinster Ball. So that was like a, a rural thing to go and meet people when you were you know younger and you didn't. Well, farmers used to do it back in the day. And then it sort of progressed into the 90s as these big rum drinking, beer drinking parties that just involved circle work in those old Holden Utes and Ford Utes. And the WB, Kingswood, was the pinnacle of that Ute. And that's why I sort of got into the WB. And I had a Kingswood and I restored it. And, you know, it was immaculate. And I went down to Melbourne one night and parked in an undercover car park and came down the next morning. It was stolen. So, oh, no. You know, that <clears throat> I bought it for $4,000. I think it got... 2000 back for it insurance it's now worth over 30. so but was the night worth it uh well it's a long story <laughs> <laughs> i actually yeah it's a long story i drove my girlfriend's car to queensland for a favor when i came back i lost my car oh my god that sucks. so it was shit. <laughs> and then she broke up with me while i was up there oh, shit. so it was an absolute disaster yeah oh, that sucks yeah well you know let, let's get off the low vibes and um... yeah, yeah yeah that's right <laughs> So you've mentioned that you don't have a background in automotive and that you're a self-taught mechanic. Um, and I think that's really cool and brave and part of the reason why I wanted to come up and interview you because I think, wow, that really takes guts to put yourself out there, particularly with the online community, the way that it can be a little vicious, but for the most part can be really supportive. Um, I just wanted to know what that process has been like, what tips you have for someone that is wanting to do something similar and share the journey and and build the community and yeah i think um the best the, the best advice i could give is just go and like go into the shed and start like don't think about it like literally go in and just use what you've got lying around and you'll figure out what you need and then go and buy it and then things that yeah. are so cheap these days that you can go and buy your tool sets and you can go and buy the things you need step by step and gradually build up your workshop so that eventually you'll have everything you need to tackle any job in the car and it's not as hard as you think, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it really isn't. Fabrication, I took to it like a duck to water. I think it's more of a, it's it's like sculpting and I'm, because I'm a creative person, it's my job. Mm. I found it really easy and metal work is so much more forgiving than timber, you know. So yeah, you can, true, true. You know, it's you, like you can always get metal back some way, but once you do something in timber, it's, it's gouged out, it's done. So metal mm. is, is really a cool material to work with and, I found it really therapeutic, the whole process of fabricating that um, that body on the WB. And, you know, the mechanical side, as far as, you know, spanner work and the engine, I've got a lot to learn. I, I don't consider myself a mechanic at all. So. Hey, Knuckles, let's have a look. Uh, you're working hard, dude. Yeah, I almost took just, my finger off this morning with the car. Oh, that's probably yeah. just from the property, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting there. You're working. I'm working, yeah. <laughs> I've definitely had my fair share of burns and cuts from uh from this build but it's been a great journey so far and the community um on youtube is fantastic you know so supportive for the yeah. most part and they are supportive there's a lot of professional guys there that give me feedback like professional mechanics have actually said i'm doing a good job which is really a great compliment to get from a professional to say that it means yeah. you're not making a joke of yourself and i never started that at, you know to be that way at the start it was more just documenting what i'm doing and yeah. people can take for it what they want but it's grown into something different now and once you realize you you do have some community you feel like there's you know there's a bit of weight on your shoulders to deliver each time so that it's definitely um 
progresses the build and makes you hold account held accountable to actually yeah. finishing it, which is good because it drives you forward to doing it. Admittedly, I haven't done an episode in a month. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting. But we're waiting. Freaking busy. It's just yeah. There's so many other things that get in the way, but you've just got to get out there and do it. Real life. Money. So I always <clears throat> very methodical before I tackle something, and that's why the gestation period between some of these episodes is long because it takes a lot of research, a lot of investment in time and money to get the tools and to get everything you need to do the job properly the first time and you only get one shot at it, you know? Yeah, that's it. You're not, you're not like a 25 <sighs> year experience fabricator. You get, you know, weld the patch on, you got to get nail it first time, so. Oh yeah, I'm just starting to sweat thinking about <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, it's it's hard work and it's, it's long and, you know, but it's, it's so enjoyable at the end once you see the result. I'd really like to know what one of the most joyous moments for your restoration journey has been, be it small, like finding a particular little screw that you've been hunting around for, or be it big, like, you know, a major part of the restoration process finished. What, what was it that was like, ah? Oh. I think, you know, getting the body on the, onto the rotisserie and off the chassis, and then finally um, coated in two-pack epoxy was fantastic that was a real moment where i've looked at the the shell and went I've, I've transformed this shell from this old rusty piece of shit that you throw away a corpse oh no to... you would, sorry you wouldn't throw away a corpse sorry <laughs> there's plenty of mine dark. shafts around here so, sorry, that's so dark. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah there's yeah it's sort of like it's i saw it in for this like for the first time the thing from what i started with to the thing that was there that was completely different and, and it was all completely fixed and i was like wow i actually did that you know um and that was a moment of yeah of, of clarity of, of going well all that hard work sort of paying off champagne showers or tinny tinny over the head too uh, shooey, just yeah just a, i just smashed a vb can over my head and said well well <laughs> that's so hardcore i yeah. love it do it out here in castle that's Maine. Right. yep that's it just sprayed it all over the, the ute <laughs> give some to jaco he looks he looks like he's on a resting mission at the moment, which is very lovely. Good boy. Um, what, a, what a great little um, shotgun rider. Oh, he's like, really, Dad? Come on. I'm chill. Come here. Hello. Chica. Oh. Oh, so he's a working working boy. And he's good around the cars and around the workshop and, he and all of that. He doesn't particularly like doesn't going in the, um, in the workshop. It's a bit noisy. Mm. Doesn't like the angle grinder. So he's sort of scared off. But as a pup, he used to get up all the time, jump in the body and didn't you, mate? Well, we're going to have a look at a couple of your tricks after this. Um, and just to wrap up before we have a look at the, the beautiful series two behind us, because I love it, I love it, is um, I noticed on your Instagram and your YouTube that you took part in the shitbox rally. It looked unbelievable, looked like a wild adventure. And I'd really like to know what a dream adventure for you is and in which car would it be one of your own or a future project? Well, it'd be great to... I do love, I have a soft spot for um, HJ45 Toyota Utes. Ooh. So it would be good to do, you know, a journey across Australia, like the Canning Stock route or something in one of those, you know, and not necessarily a rally, but just to do that journey in a car. Um, I'd love to do the Dakar oh. as a timed, serious rally in a car. Like My pockets burning just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah me too. But I'd love yeah. to do a high-speed rally, you Ooh. know. Um, yeah, like a charity rally is fun, but like to get a high speed rally. Oh, in the nine eleven, you could do something. Well, I'm talking like off road. Oh, whoa! Yeah, yeah. Just you know, smashing it through the dunes on something like a dune buggy or four wheel drive or something that's set up for that kind of rallying would be fantastic. 
Maybe Mr. Calling, I know that you do some off-road mountain bike riding as well, which looks pretty intense. Yeah, like, I did um, yeah, downhill mountain biking for okay. a few years and I used to love it until I had a massive crash and then I realised, mm. you know, it's you're getting too old for that. But I still love to mountain bike ride. I just, you know, bring it back down a couple of notches. But yeah, that kind of, I love off-road and, and that kind of driving as well. I think it's great rally driving. But, you know, I also like the bitumen stuff as well. Yeah, a bit of tarmac. A bit of tarmac. Yeah. A bit of tarmac trouble. Well, back in the day, my dad used to have a little business called TD2000, which is a, a car oh. company. Yeah. It's replica off the MG TD. And they yeah, built, right. they started building them and they pumped a lot of investment into it. And then a failed company was like valued a lot less. And dad bought it and all the jigs and everything. And he started producing these cars. Raced two of them in the Target Tasmania three years yeah, in a right. row, won a gold trophy for his class and the thing. And they had a hey. Nissan Pintara two-litre uh, fuel-injected engine in. They absolutely flew these things. And we used to race them at um, Calder Park and Phillip Island and yeah. Winton. Um, so it's in your blood. Oh, yeah, I, used, I, I didn't used to know that about you. Yeah, I had my cams <laughs> license when I was 16 and I used to do a bit of racing. I didn't know that about you. <clears throat> yeah, I had a crash at Phillip Island in a TD. Whereabouts? Uh, Which corner? Do you know the, the after the big long fast section you yeah. turn right, then you got that big left. Yeah, Siberia. It, no, uh, so <clears throat> uh, yeah, so coming on down. the sea set side. Yep. And then you're coming down, then you got that really tight hairpin sort of right. Yep. I just came unstuck there. Came Honda. in too hot. Honda. Might, is it? Yeah, I think Honda. And then it sort of goes uphill. Yeah. Came in, overcooked it, spun out on the rocks, but then I tried to get on quickly. And yeah. So I did that and came came in sort of 180 and this guy's tried to overtake me and just T-bone me oh. at 80 k's an hour. Yeah. That's frightening. Yeah, yeah. And so he broke his wrist, but it was, um, <clears throat> I was all right because I was 16. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> just bounce when you're 16. It's not a laughing matter, you no. know. But, um, Lucky I, you were okay. Yeah, it was, it was good. The cars were... um bit of damage but yeah that's you know it's like that's racing it's racing man ah i didn't know that yeah, there's lots to discover <clears throat> maybe a part two to this yeah that was fun i enjoyed that yeah but um then you know dad sold the company a few years later and uh and that was it yeah mm. sayonara mm -hmm. on to the next chapter yeah and this is a pretty bloody good chapter i gotta say in the life of you yeah, the, moving out to the country was, you know, something that I've always wanted to do. I grew up in the country and something I've always wanted to do again. And yeah, took the plunge three years ago and, you know, I've got a, a shed the size of a small aircraft hangar. Yeah, it's seriously you know, impressive. <clears throat> and you can't, you can't get that in the city. So yeah. it's great. It's great. But even if you could, you don't get this. You don't get the fresh air. I mean, I've been kissed by a thousand wasps. Mm. It's going to be the name of my next um, album. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, size of bloody elephants. And, they are um, everywhere at the moment. Oh, the bakeries out here are lit. Yeah. And the people are lovely. And the streets are great. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Mm. Totally. Well, I'm a country girl myself, so I get it. Mm. Um, yeah, and yeah. autumn's the best season out here. You know, it's not much wind. It's always nice and sunny. And, the you know, there's a lot of, you know, big poplar trees and European ashes. And, yeah, no, know, I see. think my eyes are watering a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. oh it's a bit of pollen it's like it's, all, it's autumnal. Yeah. Um, no, it's beautiful. And it's quiet. That's the main thing. Yeah. All right. I, um, I brought you a gift. Oh. And I just thought our international audiences would like this. Like to see what it's all about. It's another pie. Sorry, it's not another pie. But it's an Australian thing. Ah. And I got it at um, a local bakery in the region. Yeah. 
Um, oh. What is it? The old lamington. It's a lamington. I don't know. Do you like sweets? I'm not a huge sweet man, but I... <laughs> Today you do. But I do... I am partial to, you know, the odd uh, cookie. I thought... <laughs> I thought, um, well, a monster. I'm not going to sit here and make you eat it all. Imagine if I'm like, well, I'm not going to stop. Oh, we'll have a, at least have a, a bite. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. cheers. Thanks for having me on your property. No worries. Um, and Thanks for coming. Here you go to our global audience. It's, um, I don't quite know how to, so it's like a sponge. I'll show you. Sponge dipped in chocolate, wrapped in coconut. And it's got some jam in it. I hope. Ah. Yeah, it does. It certainly does. Sorry, Jaco. Oh, bless. Oh, Jaco. no, Jaco. Jaco. You can do it otherwise. I feel like Come here. Come here. Come here. Up. Oh, come here. Good boy. Come here. Come here. Come here. Good boy. There you go. Oh, you bloody ripper. It doesn't get any more Aussie than that, does it? <laughs> Help you eating a lamington. <laughs> right. Oh, that's actually really nice, though. It's really nice. Sugar high. Oh, yeah. All um, right, guys. Aaron Bond. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> have to do the send off. And Jaco, thank you so much. And we're going to tack on a little bit of um, series two fun after this. See you guys. See ya. <laughs> yeah, so this is the, uh, the Land Rover. And yeah, it's in disrepair. You know, it needs new tyres. Um, but it's got an engine and the engine runs. And I was just going to show you how. So. Basically, just jerry rigged a little fix where we've just got the ignition we can't find so we've just done a, a blue lead straight from the coil to the battery and then once you put the old earth on it's ready to fire up so I'll just uh, give you a demo. It's amazing after 20 years sitting in a paddock listen how easy it starts. Jayco's waiting in anticipation.